You're right. Your clock has stopped. It is the dark hour here on Video Game Movie Anatomy. We're going to be talking about Persona 3 Movie 1, The Spring of Birth. So why don't you stay with us? Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Video Game Movie Anatomy. Hello, everybody out there on the internet. Welcome to this week's episode of Video Game Movie Anatomy. I love the soundtrack. Oh, it's so good. The music the, is amazing. This this franchise, this movie, it's w- one of my favorite things that happens uh, when we do the show is something that get, that pulls you in into the world and fulfills its job 100%. Hello, welcome. I'm one of your hosts, and it's Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Joined, as always, by the one, the only, Stacey Shuttleworth. Hi, uh, guys. I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Shuttles or all over the web at Nerds Doing Stuff. Were you a nerd doing stuff? I am a nerd doing stuff. That's right. Uh, our friend Patrick Dees is out on assignment doing something very, very important that we can't exactly talk about right now, or maybe we can, and we just don't know what he's doing. Regardless, you can follow him at, on Twitter at P to the D's. Now, this this movie, Persona 3, or based on the franchise Persona 3, we're doing mm-hmm. it because Persona 5 just came out, and you've picked up Persona 5. I have picked up Persona 5. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more at the end yes. of the show. Um, but what is your what is your experience with the Persona franchise? Uh, very, very disengaged up until pretty recently. Yeah. Uh, I've, I mean, I've always known Persona has been a thing. Mm-hmm. And only very vaguely knew what it was about. Mm-hmm. I knew it has it was a very stylish kind of set game. Uh, but as far as gameplay or even plot points, I was pretty pretty far removed until the stuff for Persona 5 started coming out. Yeah. And Persona 5 came attention. out last year in Japan, mm-hmm. just hit the shores of the United States this week. Uh, it, it was interesting that... Uh, all of the imagery that I saw, I, I've had a several tours of duty at the store known as GameStop, uh, and one of my coworkers would always be like, have you played the new Persona? Have you played the new Persona? And I was like, no, no, JRPGs aren't necessarily my thing, they still kind of aren't, but I was always struck by the imagery, the, the suicidal-esque imagery of high school kids putting guns to their heads to summon monsters. Real interesting. Real interesting. Yeah. Real uh, uh, Jungian. Real, uh, I, I like seeing it in this movie sort of explained and, and seeing mm-hmm. the, the symbolism of it was really cool. Um, so we're talking about the first Persona 3 movie, uh, which, let me give you a little breakdown. Uh, in the spring, male student Makoto Yuki transfers to Gekokan High School. Makoto soon learns that uh, soon learns of a period of time hidden between the minute of midnight called the Dark Hour, a time when monsters called Shadows appear. Suddenly, he is made the leader of his fellow classmates Yukari and Junpei by his upperclassmen Mitsuru and Akihiko. Uh, Makoto must learn empathy, his connection to his comrades, and the meaning of death. Uh, I... Just for for just top skim in the line, I really enjoyed this. Yes, this is a lot of fun. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was well done, and I mean, I I love the style of it. Both the the art the style music and yeah, the art style has always been striking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, there's always something in the eyes that that I've found over the years ch- checking out everything from Persona, um, and. So there's something that we do here. There are a couple of things we do here at Video Game Movie Anatomy. Uh, let's, let's have some fun uh, at the movie's expense. Uh, we like to do what we call a speed run. That is where uh, we give a quick review of the film, sort of like a box quote you would see on the back of a box. For example, Mortal Kombat has a cheesy script but nails the spirit of the game. Something quick, to the point. Mine's really, really 
quick. Mine's quickish. It's two sentences, but it's you know it 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 goes a little bit of a ways. How about you? Quick. Quickish. No. Quick ask. No. All right. I tried. Will it take the entirety of the dark hour to do it? No, it's not that long. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I've I've had more epic speed runs. Okay. So this is this is better. All right. Do you want to go first? I can. Let's hit it up. All right. Spring of Birth manages to be a new a new user-friendly entry point to the world of Personas by offering just a sampling of the adventure players encounter in the video game, while maintaining the distinct stylistic tone to create an animated movie that current fans of the series can love. It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. I, I agree with that. It's, it's interesting some of the reviews that I found that, that tend to disagree with that, but mm. um, for me personally, if you didn't already know that this was based on a video game property you wouldn't be able to guess. It's a cool concept with slick animation that sets up a world that you would want to explore either firsthand or as a viewer. It it, it sold me on the franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, now I want to go back and play Persona 3. Like, like I, I, I found in doing research, I did find that the uh, Atlas sent out a couple of surveys about, hey, what about this old Persona stuff? Maybe you might be interested in it. And the rumors are mm-hmm. that they're going to be putting out an HD re-release of some Persona stuff in 2017. Mm-hmm. We do have E3 coming up. It would be the perfect time to announce it. HD remakes are all a rage. I'd say it's the perfect time. Take advantage of that Persona 5 crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, now that it's kind of front and center again, keep it going. Keep it going. Um, something else we'd like to do is something we'd like to call the controller toss moment. That is where the you're watching the film, you see something, and you either silently or loudly have a, you've got to be kidding me! And you toss your controller across the room. It could be something negative. It could be something positive. Now with high concept anime movies and JRPGs, the, the depth of accessibility and weirdness is pretty high. So mm-hmm. I I don't really have like controller toss moments as much as I have like a come on yeah there wasn't anything that was like what why or, you do like, this really ridiculous I did have one that was pretty like did you really really buddy go ahead <laughs> so uh, it's when they're on board the train mm-hmm. during the midnight hour that is um, or the dark hour that is barreling towards another train and they're about to collide and they've already beat the shadow on the train. And they're standing there trying to figure out how to stop this train. And they're like, we have less than five minutes. It's going to happen any second. And uh, our, our dear main character, Yuki, just kind of looks and goes, oh, you want to stop the train? Oh, I can do that. And now, the, the thing about our main character, uh, Makoto Yuki, <laughs> is they, I think they struck the balance well to make him uh, just a common, uh, apathetic Mm-hmm. anime protagonist, male anime protagonist, and the voiceless prota- video game protagonist. I thought that they split that difference really well. Mm-hmm. I did I did appreciate that. Um, as So the type of player that I would I am would be very frustrated with how he acts. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be a little more engaged. A little more that. engaged when, than that. Yeah, you know, when I get my, my choices, they mm-hmm. usually tend to be a little more energetic and engaging than the apathetic but for the purpose of this movie they did a real good job yeah it, it making him what he needed to be taking the choices out it it, mm-hmm. it made sense but speaking of his apathy throughout the film they talk about the apathy syndrome that mm-hmm. that affects anybody who's come to contact with shadows that may or may not have the ability to summon a persona and they're talking about this openly in front of Yuki and then right after he walks away they're like what's with that guy 
I just don't understand him. It's one of those character things. It's like you. How do you? How are you this dumb? He's coming to contact. Yeah. Just... That seemed a little bit too obvious, and they never like at least in this movie they they didn't reveal any sort of previous dealings that he had, whether that had anything to do with his parents' car accident or mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was. It's like it's staring you in the face. That was the only real toss that I had. All right. Yeah. That that was. The little frustrating things. Yeah, some of the small ones showing the lunar cycle as they were advancing days, like, was mm. a cool idea. Well, and a super cool nod to the game. Yeah, but so. it, it buried the lead when at the end, um, who are we talking about? Um, oh. Akihiko mm-hmm. or Sonata was like, wait a minute, the full moon. And it's like, yeah, we saw that. They made that abundantly clear. Yeah, to us. Did you not see that when they were showing the, the moon change? Like, that was a cool that was a cool Easter egg as viewers, but mm-hmm. it, it buried the lead for, for that. So it wasn't anything True. super, super bad. And I, I kind of got tired, and I can only imagine what it's like in the game. Every time the dark hour hit, and they showed the clock exploding, like... Right. Like a PowerPoint transition. It was really cool at first. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's something different happening. It was like, we get it. We know what time I, it is. Yeah, you kind of adjust to that pretty fast. Yeah, so I, I can only imagine then. what it's like in the game. Did you have any others? That was the main one. Uh, there was kind of a cool, like, oh, neat, when uh, when you find out that he could have two personas. Or multiple personas. Mo- yeah, multiple personas. Yeah. Uh, so when you they introduced the second one, it was like, oh, because I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that adds to the protagonist-ness of him towards mm-hmm. like, oh, well, of course you're going to have more than one. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about this cast. Um, I made notes that the in terms of the main seven characters, they have huge like huge roles or important roles in anime as seiyu for for i mean a lot of there's a lot of naruto there's a lot of naruto i I noticed that (laughs) Uh, like our lead uh yuki makoto played by ishida akira plays gara which is huge and -hmm. for fans of the kingdom hearts franchise uh zexion or zexion however you pronounced it because i never could (laughs) um and then uh akihiko sanada are uh, are boxing and th- there's always one like gray haired dude that's into to co- close quarters combat. Um, also, the voice of Tien Shinhan from uh, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and Marth from the Fire Emblem series. Yep. I liked his performance. Uh, Nakai Kazuya, who's the really badass dude that kind of looks like the old guy from uh, Pokemon X and Y that was like yes. survived hundreds of he years. He sure does. Uh, he. Voices two of the greatest characters in anime history, and that may just be my opinion, but Zoro <laughs> from One Piece and Mugen from Samurai Champloo, one of the most iconic voices in anime today. Yeah, he also, um, he's the voice of Bon in Blue Exorcist. Really? Which, mm-hmm. That's, uh, there's too many series that I need to watch, and you've been telling me about that one extensively. Um, then we had uh, the actress who played Fuka Yamagishi, uh, Mamiko Noto, who plays Rin in Inuyasha, mm-hmm. and uh, the only other like major franchise that I could find was from Naruto, plays Katsuyu, which is Tsunade's slug, which is a, mm-hmm. a pretty iconic role when you think, oh, her slug. It's like, oh, no, actually, no, she's in she's in a lot of the, the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rie Tanaka plays the club president Mitsuru Kirijo, who is the voice of Chi from Chobits and uh, Morrigan from the Darkstalkers franchise. And uh, ever since they've added a voice for her in like Marvel vs. Capcom or uh, Project X Zone, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then our, 
Uh, cool guy <laughs> McFstick, as I as I nicknamed him. Uh, Jun, Junpei Iori, voiced by Toriyumi Kosuke, uh, played Inazuka Kiba from Naruto, which is one of my favorite characters, and Charlie Nash from the newest uh, Street Fighter Five. And then the last person on our list is Togayuchi Megumi, who played uh, Yukari Takeba. Who voiced Junko Enoshima from Danganronpa, which is another big, big role, a big, a big role in a big franchise. series, huge, mm-hmm. huge franchise, and Aqua from Kingdom Hearts. I love her Japanese voice. Yeah, but it, she's exactly. cool. It, it's such a disparity, though. The guy, I mean. Junko's a psychopath. <laughs> Um, but I, I, this cast, I think, worked really well together. The fact that they brought back everybody from the original game. That's always a nice thing. Yeah, and, and to think of how how their uh, careers evolved from the mid-2000s to being a part of all of these, or already being a part of notable franchises, mm-hmm. to getting even more notable and coming back. Um, I forgot the character's name, but uh, the guy who ran the elevator... Or the, oh, the Velvet um, Room? Igor? Igor. Igor. Yes, the Igor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actor had passed away. Yes. But they fa- they got all of the recorded dialogue from the game and added it in just so that it had that extra flair of originality. It hears this cast back and is a wonderful tribute, I think. Um, even mm-hmm. not having that big of a, of a of a background with the game, it's it's a nice gesture. Yeah. Uh, so the one of the things that I liked a lot about this movie is it felt very gamey. It really did. Mm-hmm. The way it was set up was absolutely, you know, a lot of point A to point B, mm-hmm. very similar to how the game works. Doing recon, especially mm-hmm. the last fight, it was, oh, their weakness is this element. Oh, their weakness is this element. Oh, their weakness is this element. They keep changing their weakness. V- way too gamey, but <laughs> acceptable. But it worked in this context. Yeah. I'll give it a pass for this, because I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. Um, Yuki trying... It, didn't seem very human. Like I, I figure we're gonna we've fans of the franchise know where this character ends up, and we're we're still excuse me learning in the the film aspect. But I it was kind of hard to relate to him. It was very hard to relate to him. Mm. Uh, I mean, like I said, I was frustrated with him often <laughs> with his just, choices. Yeah, just because it's not the choices I would have made. So you know, in that regard, it was nice watching it as a movie. But it also kind of highlights why you would want to play it as a game. The, but I think that adds to the selling point, which is like, I would oh. make much better decisions. 100%. <laughs> much better choices. Um, but he he did the he served the protagonist's purpose by mm-hmm. being the person that everybody explains stuff to. Though, it's kind of weird. Somebody hands you something that resembles a gun, and the amount of people that went, I want to put this to my head and point the trigger. Without yeah, without being prompted. No context, no nothing. Is this an actual? Gu- Except for the one person that was like, "Here, hold on to this. This is a good luck charm." Mm-hmm. It's not even. There's not even a real gun. Whatever. But seeing the other people do that, that made sense. It was like, oh, let me see if I can help by I'll trying try it out. I'll put the gun mm-hmm. to my head and shoot. Um, but uh, aside from that, it was all just a lot of, you know what? I do want to die. Let's see how much I can help. Yeah, it, it it introduced a very interesting aspect probably to, you know, to the psyche going on there. Yeah, what how messed up is Yuki Makoto? That that's what I would like to know, and I hope we get to know a little bit more. Agreed. Uh I'm and the 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 fun thing that I found out is that uh uh Ishida Akira plays the little boy as well. Mm-hmm. And it was and he said he had a lot of fun playing against himself. 
So um, moving forward, because I I do want to do more movies in this franchise. Um, oh, we got We started now. We we watched the intro. Now we got to finish it out. You got to finish. I think there's four yes. Persona three movies, and then there's Persona four: The Animation, which mm-hmm. is the series. Which came before this. Which came before this, but then they took like three episodes of the of the animation and turned that into a movie. But I wanted to go all the way back. Right. This is the opposite of Resident Evil for us because Resident <laughs> Evil is like they made so many. I we don't want do another one. Like you, mm. you tweeted me over the weekend of the new one being in theaters, and I was like, we no! get to go see it in a theater. We're on a break, man. We're on a break. Let's take a Resident Evil break. <laughs> it said it was the final chapter. Let's let's take a break. No. Maybe October when we get to uh, when we get a little bit closer to Halloween, we'll just do a block and just knock out the rest of the live action ones as well, and maybe throw an animated one in there as well. But uh, yeah, Some determination. This is the opposite. I I I fell in love with this franchise, and not just because I, I'm going through another one of my anime phases as it were anime phases are great don't diss the anime phases no i want it i don't want it to be a phase anymore i just want it like it it's it's been getting more regular where i i watched you know good series here and there i finally just watched one punch man for the first time i've still got to watch that oh it's so good i know i've oh heard my, that it's so hard to stop watching one punch man see that's going to be the problem i'm just going to marathon it it's 12 episodes super easy oh i will so that's that's why with the, like it, it, then it's balancing like I want to play Persona Three, but I, maybe it's easier if I just watch the Persona Three movies. And mm-hmm. but now since we're doing it for the show, do I wait until we do it again, or do I watch the second, third, fourth just movie and then Persona Four? The front? Uh, yeah. Or do I watch the like we we almost did the Persona Five, but it was just one like single episode. It was like mm-hmm. episode zero. It was like twenty four minutes. Um, but why not? Pretty movies? good, by the way. This is um. Say again. It's pretty good, by the way. Damn it. <laughs> um, but this is a movie network. Damn it. And uh, we're not the Mighty Otaku. But hey, stay tuned. We might be like the Mighty Otaku. Um, I, I liked the, the the variety of the personas um, and the the implication of knowing what some of these characters represent, like Ares uh, and Orpheus, and and mm-hmm. what what they represent. Like we didn't get the name of the the Reaper at the beginning, but the fact that that was his first one at like full power. Let's get this terrifying angel of death flanked by coffins. Sure, yeah. Sure, terrifying. Uh, brings, yeah. <laughs> terrifying. Can, can only imagine the type of stuff that he is into. Uh, but uh, another one of my favorite things about this movie is how how dorky the production team was. In the lead up to the movie, all announcements related to the announcement of the movie versus the soundtrack, the cast, the the release schedule, this, that, the fact that there was going to be more than one movie was all done during the full moon. Which is wonderful. Dorks! That made me so happy. There was, like, there was a Twitter account that only updated on nights of the full moon. Uh, websites would only update. Promotional announcements, all sorts of stuff was only done at appropriate times in-universe. Yeah, you know what? I mean, if, if you're going to do it, you go all out like that. Well, that... You know that just makes the whole franchise more endearing. Yeah. Like. Um, so, who are some? Who are some? Who's your favorite character out of the movie? Um, I like Ak- uh, Akihiko. Yeah. Sonata. Sonata was really yeah. cool. I mean, it, it's it, interesting. Um, I was. Re- I really hope that we get more uh, Aragaki Shinjiro. Mm-hmm. Personally, just one of. Again, one of the most iconic voices, and Zoro is one of my favorite characters. And he's he's just he's just the if if there was a, a a picture definition of cool, 
he would be the guy. That'd be him. And, and we don't know yeah. next to nothing about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I really liked Fuka. She she was really cute, and, and you couldn't help but feel bad for her no. for everything. I know. I, I would like to see, you kind of watch as she steps up to the plate and kind of gets a little more confident in herself, because I think she's, yeah. Because she's just such that sweet, like, nice character. I want to be your friend. Right? Yeah. I know. Hey. All these girls that don't want to be your friend. Hi. <laughs> the biggest bitch. Awful. That like the the like it's it's kind of a I understand that this the school fun of it of like oh we're going to lock this girl in the closet overnight. Like that's something that you hear about like basic ah uh, those darn kids sort of a thing. But then once she disappeared and then once the two girls went to cover their tracks and they disappeared. And she, and uh, I I forget who the the main quote best friend was, mm-hmm. but the fact that she was like she just doesn't get it. She's so stupid, and she she couldn't accept her guilt. Oh. It it was sad, but it was it was also no, dude, you suck. You're awful. You're a terrible human being. Yeah, high like school like, kids are just the worst. Oh, awful. Yeah. I, I like how well-rounded the cast was. Mm-hmm. We had our character types. We had Iori, who was just the 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 coolest guy, especially if you ask him. Oh, yeah. Um, well, mostly only if you ask him. Takeba helped sell the danger of everything. It's like, we are going to die. Do you want to die? Maybe. Yeah, she had that, like, that grounded uh-huh. aspect that it felt like everyone else needed sometimes. Yeah. But it also, also her, her inability to make decisions at at the top led to Yuki becoming a part of the team as well mm-hmm. as finding out about his personas. But uh, ultimately that's, it, it, it reminds me of the, the, I, I forgot his name, Hans from the, the first episode of attack on Titan. Oh, okay. When he's like, I'm going to save all three of you. And then he looks up at the Titan and he goes, no, I'm not like, like you didn't have the strength. I didn't have the courage. It was it was mm. something where it's you could totally understand that. Here's this this hell beast that is just hands and a mask, arms and a mask. I who wouldn't freeze up in that situation? Yeah, you don't necessarily want to go up against that. No, and in I don't hold it against her case. whatsoever. No. Uh, the action was super cool. The monsters were super stylized. Mm-hmm. I found it a little weird that the uh, the shadow in the train was like this curvy woman and she had B and J on her breasts. That was weird. That was and weird. very Japanese. <laughs> but she, and she was an ice queen. Someone's got some repressed uh, business there to take care, yeah, take care of. Think? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love this cast. I Though we didn't uh, learn much about Kirijo Mitsuru except the fact that she's just the, the president of this SES. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see more of her. We don't necessarily know exactly what her persona does other than just recon. Like, I get right. a chance. I can be in your mind and, and talk to you. Um, who, what was your favorite persona? Or just um, monster in general. So shadow or persona. I thought Orpheus's design was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was my favorite. I would like to learn more about, I don't know if she ever had a name, but uh, Fuka's persona. Yeah. Uh, kind of what because she hung around for a long time after they were done. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious what how exactly that works. I figure and we'll see more in the yeah. sequel. So like if it's only her, you know, how far she can extend it. And what's what other sort of defensive capabilities it has? Like if it can mm-hmm. bring other people in there or. But it, I like that idea of 
how how it reflects on the person's psyche and the type of people that they are that results in the the type of character um it it made sense for for junpei to have this fast moving fast fast acting right just on a whim the winged shoes that turn into swords or or blades rather Mm -hmm. um I, I, I liked his a lot, um, but I, I say Orpheus, too. Reminded me of Demix from Kingdom Hearts, who just has a yes. giant lute, like a giant musical instrument to hit people with. Without, like, why not play some, like, play a spell? Or maybe, nah, nah. maybe that's hit getting a little too, it. yeah, just hit el, people with it. Solid El Cabong. Yes. El Cabong. Nah. Take, take care of him. Uh, he, the, the monster designs were super cool. The, the music. Oh, the soundtrack. Oh, the music. It's, yeah, the music's great. Like the, it, the the best way to describe all of this is just cool. It is very cool. It's, it's the so coolest stylish. looking kids, mm-hmm. the coolest looking monsters, the coolest sounding music. Uh, like the fact that they go to a cool kid spot and and wreck shop. Uh, it's this is just the epitome of cool. Yes, and the fact that it's a PS2 game and we're late. To the, or at least I'm late to the Very to the party, to the party on it. Uh, I I was trying to rent Persona Five over the weekend, but who knew that Redbox wouldn't carry a game like that? They got stuff with guns in it, just not Persona Five. Really that's weird. Really interesting. Who knew? Oh, that's the stupid Americans. Anyway, <laughs> um, some, something else that I found interesting about the release of this: um, males were outnumbered by females at a ratio of two to three. When it came to opening attendance for this, uh, it suggested that the original game itself was more pop- mostly popular amongst women, which, as far as I know, I rarely hear dudes being like, yo, Persona! Or at least when it was first coming out. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. I don't think... I think it is a much more female-driven audience mm-hmm. um, or player pool. And, and actually, the amount of people personally that I know that have been tweeting about Persona and mm-hmm. Persona 5 is literally two to three. Like oh, three, actually, yeah. three female friends and two male friends that, that are tweeting about, oh, hey, Persona 5, literally mm-hmm. two to three. I found that interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like that's about the ratio that I've seen, too. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the... It, it's kind of built this... It's built this sort of reputation of, oh, it's a Persona game. Mm-hmm. And and you kind of gotta treat it with some sort of reverence, even though you don't know. It's it's become one of those staples in gaming. You go, oh, Persona, yeah, I I know Persona. It's that game where kids shoot themselves in the head and summon monsters. Why not? Uh, but I, I I wonder how long it takes until I think Persona Five now being the new hotness, and we're in a little bit of a break before E three. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to take a lot of chances on this. Hopefully. Uh, what? So you you picked up Persona Five? I did pick up Persona Five. Uh, how far into it are you, so, and, and what do you think of it? I'm about four hours in. Um, mm-hmm. In this, so Persona Five works a little differently, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. than Persona Three did. At least uh, I can't speak for Persona Four, but um, the game mechanics are a little bit different, and the darkness hour doesn't re- isn't a thing. Okay. It's uh, there are there are powers or uh, palaces. Okay. So um, it's really interesting, and I've only made it into the first palace. Okay, do you point. think you're still in like the tutorial? I, I feel like it must be. Um, I mean, at least I. So 
and maybe my expectations were kind were kind of skewed going into it. But mm-hmm. you're introduced to what seems like a pretty open world that dic- that's dictated dic- dictated largely by your choices, and like you, it, it seems like I'm supposed to have a lot of responsibilities as the player, but hmm. I haven't been given any of those yet. So it seems it seems like I should have a bigger freedom of choice, and instead I'm still mostly being told where to go, when to go, and if I try to go against that, they tell me, no, you can't do that. Interesting. Hopefully that gets free. Like I don't, I don't understand why they would show you that big open world and restrict that much. Mm-hmm. Like it's really interesting. The first, the first day you have to go to the school, you're responsible for taking the trains, getting off on the transfer, and you know, getting on your next train. Mm-hmm. And then that hasn't popped up back again. Now it's just auto there. Interesting. And you don't really get to explore any of these places you're introduced to. However, fighting mechanics are really cool. Um, it's turn-based, which is not usually my thing. Okay. Um, but it works in this in this case. All right. Uh, I don't know. Very guided. Very guided. Very guided. Hopefully, hopefully it frees up. If, uh, anybody out there is playing Persona Five, please leave your uh, leave your comments. Your excuse me, your miniature reviews down in the in the comments, and and we'll check them out. Um, I'm still interested in it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more interested in, in hoping for an HD remake of Persona Three, but uh, I turn based. You know, sometimes one may think that we've evolved out of turn based, but if the right game comes along and uses it in a proper way. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're into it. Um, I'm I'm interested to try it. Let's talk about <clears throat> a little bit of the uh, critical when it came to this. Uh, it opened up November 23rd, 2013 in Japan, and it made 201,886,754 yen, which is equivalent to about two million dollars, which is pretty solid. It was in the uh, like it was like 113 or 118 in the in the the year in the box office in Japan, uh, and IMDb currently has it at a 7.2 out of 10. Uh, Kotaku rated the movie like this from critic Richard Eisenbeis. This is a movie that doesn't quite stand on its own, as very little is wrapped up, and it feels like the main plot never really gets started. If you are a fan of Persona 3, you'll no doubt have a great time. However, if you have not played the game, it is unlikely that after watching the film, you will be able to understand what the fuss is about. Totally disagree. See, I agree with the first part, mm-hmm. and I do not agree with the second part. Because I, it's the first movie. Mm-hmm. You are told very clearly going into it that this is the first movie. So you kind of expect that it's going to be more of an introduction. At least I did. No, no, I, so, I think so as well. So I'm okay with the fact that they didn't have the big final boss mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, it is a weird line to walk because you don't meet most of the antagonists. Um, I think you don't even meet some of you know some of the other main characters, or at least properly. There's so. still room. Mm-hmm. There, there's still plenty of room. They're still filling out the dorm. Uh, I mean, Fuka, we found out at the very end, is moving into the dorm. So th- they're still trying to assemble a team. It, it seems like there's a much bigger uh, story at play. Right. It's it's definitely the equivalent of the tutorial, but the world is just so cool. Yeah, I I don't think you know. I think I understand what all the fuss about is about, mm-hmm. and I think people could easily understand what all the fuss is about, even without having very much idea what what Persona is. Yeah, and and as I mentioned in my speed run, it it presented a world and created a world that you can kind of relate to when it comes to like other other anime. Like it, it reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of like Shaman King, where everybody has a, like a spirit that they summon, but it's a little bit different. Like. It, 
you can find other pieces of anime that you like in here. Right. But the the it's just so cool. There's no better way to describe it. It is. It's cool and it's unique mm-hmm. in its coolness. And and Yuki's a jerk. So uh, the other review that I found was from uh, Japanator.com from Elliot Gay. He says, Spring of Birth struggles with the source material at times, but on the whole, it delivers a nostalgic trip down memory lane for longtime fans and an accessible entry point on folks curious about the franchise. Now, I can't really speak about the first part of it, but mm-hmm. definitely agree about the second part. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now let's go into what uh, we like to do, our favorite lines. It's a little bit more uh, challenging with the Japanese movies, but uh, there are a couple that I couldn't not write down. Do you have a couple? Uh, I have two that I wrote down. Uh, do you want me to start? I would love for you to so start. So there's one, um, it's, you know, Yuki being Yuki. Yep. This is one of the times we actually get to see his personality a mm-hmm. little bit, which was, which was kind of fun. So this is when they are going to the party spot. Uh, and so they're there, and they're being confronted with these kids that they have deemed punks. Yeah. And he just looks at him and goes, that's impressive. You changed your nose. You chained your nose to your face so, so you wouldn't you, lose it. It's a pretty badass line. And as the <laughs> fact that he got the entire rest of the crowd going, like, oh, it's a total burn, idiot. Uh, um, that was a solid line. Good job, kid. I'm going to kick your ass. No, that's fine. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of mine, or both of mine, are uh, our good friend Junpei Yori's. Mm. Uh, the first one is when they're on the train, uh, and it stops, uh, and he's kind of making fun of Yuki a little bit, and he goes, oh, fight. I fight so I won't regret. Does that sound like a line from a game protagonist or what? It and sure I was like, does. ah. It sure does. It does. I wonder why. It's totally a boot. Mm. And if any other character had said that, I would have been like, ugh, Dude. cheesy. But our boy Junpei's uh, a cool guy McF stick. He can have that one. Yeah, cool guy McF stick over here. He can have that line. <laughs> that works for him. Uh, what's your other one? Uh, so this was kind of a reoccurring thing throughout the movie, and it was whenever um, our cool guy would get up in Yuki's face, and he it doesn't matter what you say, you could just kind of look at him and go, personal space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this personal space. What are you times. even saying? <laughs> doesn't care what he's saying. Just personal space. Get out. <laughs> Step out of my bubble. Yeah, and it's very, very realistic. Just yes. like, please step away from me. You are too close. Uh, and though that could be a little bit gamey in terms of like you can't get like right up to people. They can only get like a certain length from you at all times. That that was fun. Uh, my f- at the the end of the movie when they when they're watching uh, Takeba and uh, Yuki and Iori are all watching uh, Fuka and her friends sort of starting to make up. Um, it's like. Why do you think she came back? Or why do you think she, she wandered into Tartarus in the first place? He's like, isn't it obvious? She came to save her friend. To which Yuki gives like a little smirk. And I went, and I, pa- I, I paused the movie and went, did he just smile? That's awesome. Did he just smile? Oh. To which Iori follows up with, hey, wait a minute. Makoto, was that a smile? <laughs> what? Was yeah. that a smile? No, 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 no. Let's talk about <laughs> hold that. Hold on, hold on. Let's this talk about your news. feelings. <laughs> and they start walking away and it's like, that's, that's a great way to end the movie. To, to go away going, you know what? Maybe he's starting to understand friendship and why people live for each other. It was a very hopeful note, which mm-hmm. was nice. And and th- it made me hopeful to see this character grow and change. Yeah, he'll have a personality. Hey. I need, <laughs> well, I just, here's okay. hoping. Here's hoping he'll have a personality. I, I know, I know. Sometimes it's, you know. It's a little more difficult. Happen, but It's a little more difficult to, to have a personality <laughs> or not. Um... <laughs> So I, I, 
traditionally when it comes to movies that we like, we usually have very little to complain about because it was so cool. Especially this one is so I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch more in this franchise. Uh depending on how many films come out in the summer and 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 getting a chance to pick up Persona if I want to stay in this world or not. If you want to stay in this world or not. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be a tough barrier of, for of entry for Patrick because he'll have to watch the first one and the second one or he may just sub out for any time we do Persona <laughs> movies and we'll Persona. get a third chair in here and to talk about it because uh, Patrick missing it was kind of a last minute thing. But uh, uh, why don't we do final thoughts about, about Persona 3, movie one, The Spring of Birth. I mean, I really liked it. I again the stylistic tone was great. It's definitely something I enjoy watching. The music was amazing. Mm-hmm. And while I appreciate um that they skipped over some of the days where things didn't happen uh as we saw with our our calendar. Yeah. Uh I you know, whenever that happens in a movie, it does kind of make me feel like, well, but things are happening. They're they're getting to know each other better and stuff, right? Right? <laughs> and so I, we could have missed a couple of developmental um, bonding moments there. Yeah, I a guess. little bit more slice of life stuff. But I do think they did a good job um, through you know the combat and through the action, pushing the bonding a little bit too. And they adjusted the pace, you know, mm-hmm. w- with the ability to move forward a couple days, and just filling in. Oh, hey, here's what you missed. Right. It it kept the flow going and it didn't it wasn't necessarily a because we know what we missed and they didn't leave us up and like what happened they're like man it's been a rough couple of days because this happened oh okay moving yeah on, moving on you caught up and it was all right so they handled it well and it's not like so it wasn't as irritating as I thought yeah and they didn't skip fun parts for talking parts it was just oh hey we skipped talking parts for fun parts mm-hmm. yeah it, it, I'm okay with that I'm okay with it too uh, just unremarkably cool so cool i I, i'm so excited to venture back into this world uh we kind of know the answer already but uh the last thing we do is we give this a verdict of either an extra life or a game over uh stacy what do you give the persona 3 movie franchise despite knowing that there are three more films (laughs) i mean it's an easy extra life (laughs) totally 100 percent. i agree i also say extra life uh, let us know what you think about this film and what you would give it down below. Before we go, I want to let you know what we're going to be doing in two weeks' time. Uh, we are going to be do- we're, we're staying in the anime realm, and we're going to be covering Pokemon the Movie Three, Entei, Spell of the Unknown. I like this one actually, or actually, I've I've seen it more recently, and it's really mm-hmm. cute because they made Entei a good character. We're going to talk about more in depth then. We may or may not have a special guest as a member of the Popcorn Talk family joining us. Uh, but uh, until then, Stacy, where can the folks find you? What are you working on? Uh, you know what? Right now I'm playing video games. <laughs> April's a busy month. So I'm, yeah, uh, I'm going to be trying to get back into the cosplay stuff as we get back into uh, San Diego Comic Con coming up. Mm. But other than that, I'll be on Twitter and Instagram at Stacy Shuttles or on Twitter at Nerds Doing Stuff. Where you're in her doing stuff? Where I'm in her doing stuff. Uh, also, you're you're gonna be it's it's fair season here in Southern California. It's fair season. That is the Southern California Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Yeah, and and so I'm really jealous that you're nerd. you're gonna be spending a whole bunch of time there, and I, I can only go once. Lace up uh, my corset and go prance around fair. Let's it's a good have time. some drinks. Um, <laughs> and if you like this episode, if you like hearing people talk about anime, uh, let me give you a couple of other places to go. We have another show here on the Popcorn Talk Network called The Mighty Otaku, where uh, they talk about common anime threads, uh, trends, uh, movies, TV, 
it, it's, it's a great show with a great group of people. They do have some guests now and again. I highly recommend you check out The Mighty Otaku. Also, we just starting tonight... We are doing Attack on Titan Season 2 on our sister network, After Buzz TV. So make sure to head over there tonight. Uh, talk about the first two episodes of Season 2 of Attack on Titan. Get your Jaeger on. And then, or your Aaron Jaeger on. Yeager. Excuse me. Let me be a little more specific. <coughs> and then also, just because it's kind of fringe and awesome to talk about, we also have a Samurai Jack after show on After Buzz TV. So if you're watching that and you don't feel sad about yourself because you're watching Samurai Jack and it's it, it's a lot sadder than you remember, uh, why don't you head on over to our Samurai Jack After Show. We got a whole bunch of great stuff on After Buzz TV, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Uh, I'm excited about what we're going to be doing in two weeks' time, what we're going to be doing after that. We got some real fun stuff happening, so make sure you stay tuned here to Popcorn Talk. Follow us at the Popcorn Talk on Twitter. Like us on iTunes. Favorite us on YouTube. Leave us comments down below. Leave us iTunes reviews. And we'll see you in the dark hour. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 